I'm Nick Sarzicki, and this is the Syrup Trap Podcast. On the show today, is radio dead? Who is radio? At least tell me where his body is. And a new safety regulation will require that blinking lights attach a cyclist to themselves before going out at night. That's coming up. All right, let's get going. I am so glad to have you with me this week, whether you're atop the CN Tower or watching the ships come in from Signal Hill or marveling at the majesty of the butchered gardens or doing your laundry or whatever. First, let's get caught up on the news. And for that, here's Matthew Parsons, chief correspondent for Syrup Trap Radio News. Hi there, Matthew. Hello, Nicholas. Oh, do you uh, do you have a cold? Nah, I think I just drank too much milk. Oh, that's gross. So what stories have you got for us today, Matthew? Hang on. <coughs> Everyone who has been to Whistler, B.C. knows it, but now the rest of the world does as well. The ski town has the sexiest accent in Canada. Lonely Planet's rating was released yesterday and crowned Whistler as the place to go for auditory pleasure. Trey Donalds has been living in Whistler since 2008 when he moved there from Alberta to teach snowboarding. Oh, it's heaps nice to be recognized way out here in the bush, mate. We got a lot of blokes chucking off at us for a Bobby Dizzler dialect, but this mic's right up for it. Banff, Alberta was a close second, with some suggesting that the two iconic Canadian towns should pack some tinnies in their tucker box, head down the creek with Macca and Tooley, have a yarn and float, chuck their boardies on, and cook up a feast on the barbie. Residents of Saskatchewan were put on high alert today after Environment Canada placed the entire province under a giant rectangle warning. Dave Phillips, a senior climatologist with Environment Canada, gave this statement earlier today. It has come to our attention that the entire province of Saskatchewan, if you ignore the natural curvature of the earth, is a perfect rectangle. A really, really big rectangle. We thought it would be prudent to let everybody know just to be on the safe side. No major injuries have been reported since the alert was issued. However, provincial authorities remain on guard. Nick? Wow, that's... that's something. Everyone stay safe out there. Thanks, Matt. (laughs) Matthew Parsons, chief correspondent for Syrup Trap Radio News. We'll be right back after these messages. You have one new voice message. To play your messages, press 1. New message. Uh, Hi, Julia. It's Andy Hare, Director of Human Resources for Visionary Disruption Incorporated. Thank you so much for coming in and interviewing for the social media manager position yesterday. We were all very impressed by your performance. And I am super excited to tell you that we are moving you along to the next round of our selection process. We just need you to do a quick social media aptitude test. We put all of our applicants through this. It's just something to make sure that you're a great fit for our dynamic team. Tell you what, since you're out, I'll send you an email with all the instructions. Just give me a shout if you have any questions. All right? Okay, talk soon. New message. Uh, Hey there, Julia. Andy Hare from Visionary Disruption Incorporated. Wow. Look, those sample tweets really blew us away. The one about how Hellman's mayonnaise is bay? Great stuff. I am happy to tell you that after some consideration, we have decided to let you do a test day at our satellite office in Richmond. I know it's a bit of a schlep, but we'd really appreciate it if you could make it out. 
The door code is P-I-O-N-E-E-R. We'll chat when you're all set up. Okay? Great. New message. Hi, Julia. Why aren't you just an absurdly hard person to reach? It's Andy, the HR guy down at VD. Great work yesterday. I'm excited to tell you that we have come to a decision regarding your application. We've decided that you are a perfect fit for our social media manager role, and Visionary Disruption would be honored to have you join us for one final week of test work, this time in our head office. This final, final step is the most important part of the application process. It's deadline week for the big Warner account, so we're going to need you to bring your A-game. I know you have your current job to worry about, but we're all making sacrifices around here. Also, it's your turn to clean the refrigerator in the break room this week. Knock them dead. New message. Julia, hey! You came through in a big way on the Werner account. I'm sure the higher-ups, uh, whoever they may be, are thrilled with your performance so far in this interview process. You're already an invaluable asset. I'm just peeking through the frosted glass of my outer office wall, and what's that I see? Is someone shining up a brand new social media manager plaque for your brand new desk? They might be! They might be! One more quick thing. We need you to interview an applicant for the position of Director of Human Resources. Now I know what you're thinking. Why are they interviewing candidates for Andy's job? I wondered the same thing, but really it's simple, Julia. Here's how they explained it to me. There is no better way to see whether a candidate is a good fit for a job than to have them in action on the other side of the interviewer's table, interviewing other candidates. Job descriptions and interview questions have been placed on your desk. Uh, also, Mary's telling me she can't make it to the social media strategy meeting tomorrow, and uh, Gary needs you to go over the reimbursement forms for last week's staff retreat. Okay, bye. New message. Hey, Julia. Andy here from Visionary. What are you doing in here? Sorry, man. Kevin, this is my office. Uh, mine now. They told me this job was a done deal. This was supposed to be my final... Hey! What are you doing? You can't just drag me out of here. I'm an invaluable asset! I'm an invaluable... You have one new voice message. To play your messages, press 1. New message. Julia, hello. Uh, it's Kevin Magnuson from Visionary Disruption. I'm just nearing the end of my application process, and they've asked me to take on your file. Julia, it looks like you are shepherding those applicants through our surprisingly convoluted application process like a seasoned pro. This job's a done deal. I promise. There is just one last, final, final thing I need you to do. Check your email. We'll talk soon. This is the Syrup Trap Podcast. I'm Nick Sarzicki. A community garden can be the beating heart of an urban subdivision, providing local families with handfuls and handfuls of fresh vegetables. But in Vancouver, community gardens are not without their petty squabbles and internal politics. One Strathcona community gardener was kind enough to share his personal diary with us to shine a light on these fascinating mini-ecosystems of vegetables and humans. Forenoon wet. Planted potatoes this afternoon. 
broke the shaft of my spade upon a large root. I was loaned another by Saunders, neighbor. He seemed concerned, said I must not remove native vegetation. Stop trying to kill the chestnut tree, dude. It belongs to the rec center next door. This tree will hinder growth of my taters. Its shade is a blight. Saunders fails to understand. His hair is long and tightly bundled atop his head like a schoolmarm's. He is a fool. He is no agrarian. Fine today. Passing the common green at daybreak, I spied Saunders instructing several others in a series of strange prostrations. A papist rite, I suspected. However, later during conversation, Saunders named these activities yoga. I do not hold with spiritism. Blowing this morning, turning fine by elevenses. As it is the Sabbath, I awoke at dawn and read scripture until noon. My week's rest done, I returned to my toil, sharpened my axe. Saunders arrived upon his velocipede and began extolling the virtues of a brackish liquor which he sipped from a mason's canning jar. Kombucha develops gut flora, and it's amazing for the immune system. You should try some. My humors need no balancing. Neither introduction of strange chemics. I declined. A cup of buttermilk will slake my thirst. Foolish claims Saunders has made. Nonetheless, his rows of kale are most verdant, and his charred towers over my own. The man is a craven dunce and a Jacobin to boot. I cannot fathom how he produces such fine greens. High cloud today. Saunders arrived in the afternoon, evidently vexed. Why'd you cut down the chestnut tree? Did you talk to the city? That's not chill, man. You can't destroy other living things. This final statement so lacked sense or meaning that I had no words with which to reply. Saunders swore to report my actions and in a great fit of pique took his leave. Checked my traps. Two large gray squirrels. I will dine well tonight. Morning fine, turning to mild rain by elevenses. My cabbages have been visited upon by a pestilence. From dawn to noon, I picked green flies from their leaves. Covetousness touched my heart as I looked upon Saunders' plot. His leafed vegetables tower nearly as high as the fence. Indeed, compared to the sorry produce of other settlers, Saunders' plants are leviathans. His plot is not vexed with weeds, either. I began inspecting more closely the stalks of his plants. In doing so, I overturned a small wheeled barrow. Beneath were several packages. One labeled Miracle Grow. The other was labeled Roundup. I must have these potions. I've inquired in town about a Hudson's Bay Company catalog, but no one knows where I might find one. 
fog this morning, becoming fine by sunrise. Turnips doing well. I am pleased. Saunders came to his plot and showed me a letter he had produced addressed to the authorities. It listed my transgressions and demanded my expulsion from the community garden as I had violated city laws. I am but a simple man, no barrister nor doctor of the law. I read scripture alone and am not equipped for the courts. Carefully, I explained this to Saunders. He nodded his head, but continued to frown in disapproval. In times like these, a man must turn the other cheek. I told Saunders I would not contest his claims. Also, I said that I was prepared to move from my plot, taking what oats and molasses I had remaining so as to survive the winter. Truly, it would wound my heart to abandon my crop, but I had no other choice. With luck, I would survive winter's icy grip. Saunders seemed confused, but continued to nod. At last, I asked him how I might obtain miracle Grow and Roundup, so my next plot might be as verdant and rich as his. Saunders' face became very red. Evidently, I had hurt his pride. Okay, so those aren't technically organic. I don't know how you found out about them, but I would prefer if you didn't tell. Saunders stopped speaking. He looked at my spade, which I was leaning upon, with its newly chestnutted shaft. He looked at the squirrel hides I had curing on the edge of my plot. How about I don't do the thing with the city... And you don't tell anyone about the miracle grow and stuff. It would seem Saunders' secret packages contained a private manure mixture he did not wish to share. We had reached agreement. We shook hands. Saunders' grip was very weak. A fine day. We'd like to extend our thanks to whoever the hell that guy was for letting us into the details of his complicated existence and never telling us his name. That was your Syrup Trap podcast. I'm so happy you decided to spend your entire week with us. Time flies, hey? No, seriously, check your calendar. You might have missed some appointments. These things happen. This month, the show was written by Andre Summers, Jimmy Thompson, and Bryce Warns. It was performed by Andre Summers, Nathan Hare, and Jesse and Acalia as The Farmer. The show was produced and edited by Matthew Parsons. If you like The Syrup Trap, you can help us keep making it by going to patreon.com syruptrap and signing up for a small monthly donation. Your $1 a month could be the one that saves Canada. Now here is a remark by a person shorn of its original context thereby rendering it nonsensical. What did you feed the goddamn cabbage? Having found in this town's library no Hudson's Bay Company catalog, 
I endeavored to survey a dry goods store for materials. List. Miracle Grow. Roundup. Oats. Black powder. Shirt collars. Pig iron. Heroin.